You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. So much to get to, no time to lose. Welcome into the Locked On Kings podcast, your daily hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all season long, carrying into the offseason. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host from Sports 1140 KHDK. That is the flagship radio station of the Kings in Sacramento. If you are a consistent listener and you're noticing, Matt, you sound a little bit different this week, that's because I've been battling a sickness all weekend, but that's not going to stop me from churning out a uh, podcast here for this Monday for all of you, and we have a lot to recap, my voice sounds different because I have more in my chest than Pamela Anderson right now. Just so much crap uh, that's in there making me sound like I'm about 75 years old. So hopefully you can uh, deal with it and I will uh, power on through. Two games to recap and a game to preview here today. We're going to be recapping the Kings' win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'll play highlights for you from that one. Then we'll recap the Kings' loss over the Indiana Pacers. I have highlights for you in that one. And then we're going to preview the Kings and Chicago Bulls to end this four-game road trip before the Kings return home and they begin a brutal stretch of games 13 games long a lot of pain coming in the Kings future we're actually going to talk a lot about and break down that 13 game stretch coming in tomorrow's podcast so be sure to uh to stay tuned and you can wait for that one no time to lose we're going to break down this Sacramento Kings win over the Cleveland Cavaliers as the Kings top Cleveland 129 to 110 in a game that was extremely entertaining and that final score doesn't do the game justice it makes it look like the Kings blew the Cavaliers out, which they did towards the uh, end of the fourth quarter. But for the majority of this game, it was back and forth, very entertaining. We saw a fantastic battle between Darren, uh, De'Aaron Fox and Colin Sexton. Why don't you listen to some of the highlights? We'll come back on the other side and break down all the juicy details. Far corner to Osman. Has the ball stripped out of his hands by Buddy Heald, and it's grabbed by Willie Cauley-Stein. Cruises into the front court, shovels off his hip to Shumpert. He stops, he rocks, he fires an air ball. Grabbed by Buddy Heald, still got 16 seconds on the possession, heel to the corner, shoots the triple and scores it from the deep corner. But a heel knocking down one from long distance and the Kings enjoy a 13 to four start. Up by nine in this one. Aaron Fox at the free throw line goes inside. Holy Stein with a quick double clutch slam. Oh, that was a nice assist pass from De'Aaron Fox for the assist and Colley Stein gets his first bucket to make it 17 to 6. Kings by 11. Here's Fox accelerating to the free throw line. Kicks it out wide open. Buddy Heel for three and he says thank you very much. Buddy Heel knocking down the three ball from downtown. Gives to Bogdanovich. Fakes the handoff. Curls hard to his right. Sets up the alley-oop and the big finish from Willie Colley Stein. How many times have we seen that already this year between Bogdanovich and Colley Stein? De'Aaron Fox now across the logo at midcourt to Bielitsa, right back to De'Aaron, right wing three-point range, dribble alive with the left hand, screen from Cauley Stein, dances to his right, steps back for three and scores the triple. Pass goes to Fox, Fox now working straight away, changes directions, pulls up, going for another three, scores another triple. De'Aaron Fox just knocked down his fourth three-pointer of the year. His career high in threes is six per game, a 10-2 Sacramento run, trying to get separation, leading now 79-72. Fox on the right wing. Drives it to his left, finds a seam to the rim, scooping a score. De'Aaron Fox, who had a career-high 31 against Atlanta when he had a triple-double, puts the Kings on top by 11 at 189, and Larry Drew calls timeout. Clarkson on the left angle, feeds Sexton, crowded by Fox, screen from Nance, ball knocked loose, Fox has it, being chased by Sexton all the way, looks over his shoulder, goes for the soft two-hand flush. 
Kings lead at 104 to 91. De'Aaron Fox winning that battle that time. He now has 28 points. Marvin Bagley in his return to action gives to Cauley Stein and turn to Fox. Changes direction on Sexton. Shakes him off behind the back. Now he switches from left to right. Baseline draws the foul. Scores the basket. Fox will get an and one opportunity. And how about De'Aaron Fox tonight with a chance to equal his career scoring high of 31 if he makes this free throw. Final seconds now. Final score tonight's going to be 129 to 110 as the final seconds tick off the clock. And the Kings have now won their third in a row. Only their fourth win in their last 13 years here in Cleveland, but they'll gladly take it tonight. It ended up being a game that had 10 lead changes and six ties. And Sacramento got great performances from so many players along the line. We mentioned the great night for De'Aaron Fox. 29 minutes, 30 points, 12 assists. 25 points for Buddy Heal, four of the men in double figures, and the Kings savor this victory. My thanks to the G-Man, Gary Gerald, the Sacramento Kings, and Sports 1140 KHDK for allowing us to use those highlights and that audio. The Sacramento Kings get their third straight win against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 129-110. to Start the, uh, the, uh, the the road trip out 2-0 and thanks to a massive performance from De'Aaron Fox. 30 points and 12 assists in 29 minutes for the point guard, and he was going right at Colin Sexton all night. Colin Sexton, the rookie guard in Cleveland, was coming right back. Now, I just want to say right now, I am extremely impressed by Colin Sexton. I like how hard that he plays, and I think the Cleveland Cavaliers have a good one to keep in their system for a long time to potentially add some pieces to to build their team around. Colin Sexton is extremely talented, a great offensive guard, and he was a fun matchup to watch the uh, the, the Kings and Darren Fox try and deal with. Sexton finished with 23 points in 35 minutes. He just really didn't miss uh, from everywhere on the floor. Jordan Clarkson had another good game against the Sacramento Kings off the bench. He always seems to do that with 26 points. Alex uh, Alec Burks provided 22 points off of the bench as well. But that was really the only offense for Cleveland. They did get 11 from Larry Nance Jr. And Osmond provided 10. But it was a, a quiet 11 and a quiet 10. It was really De'Aaron Fox versus Sexton the entire night. And I tell you what, now all of a sudden I'm 10 times more interested in the Kings and Cavaliers in Sacramento than I was before this game started because... I want to see these two go at it live. If it's anything like what we got in Cleveland, it's going to be a fantastic game. Extremely entertaining to watch. It was disappointing how close it was uh, for the majority of the game. The Kings being the better team, especially on paper. Uh, you would expect them to to do to the Cleveland Cavaliers somewhat of what they did uh, to the Phoenix Suns. But remember... This Cleveland Cavaliers team has been dealing with a lot of stuff this year, uh, so they play hard, and these young guys are playing for really nothing to lose and everything to gain. That's why we saw the effort and intensity out of Colin Sexton that we saw, and it turned into a pretty great basketball game. The Kings outscored the Cavaliers 30-23 to in the third quarter and 33-21 to in the fourth quarter. That's what created so much separation. They also outscored Cleveland 38-27 to in the first quarter, but Cleveland scored almost 40 in the second to, to bring it back to a respectable score uh, at ha- halftime. Again, the final score, 129-110, to 110, in my opinion, doesn't tell the story of how close this game was, how back and forth it was, and how entertaining it was, especially in the first half. So the Sacramento Kings do what they need to do to start this road trip. They beat the Phoenix Suns. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Then on the second night of a back-to-back, their seventh back-to-back of the season, the Kings took on an Indiana Pacers squad that was still missing their star in Victor Oladipo, but they were in Indiana's turf, and these Pacers, they just weren't going to lose to the Sacramento Kings 
twice in a season. They were still frustrated and, and wanted to bounce back uh, from that one-point loss in Sacramento to the Kings last week. They got the job done, especially in the fourth quarter. It was an entertaining first half. Why don't you listen to some of the highlights from the G-man, Gary Gerald. Heel deep left corner in front of the Kings bench going for another one. He's got another one. Second three-pointer from Buddy Heels. So the Kings trying to keep pace with the Pacers. Bagley isolated right side. Drives to his left. The jump hook right on target. He gathers very nicely and converts. Marvin Bagley with the hoop. Kings lead it now with a minute to go. 30-21 to 21 in the quarter. Seven unanswered points for Sacramento. It's grabbed inside by Bogey. Almost lost it. Now he hooks the pass for Costa Kufis. It's knocked out of his hands. He saves it. Throws wildly. Bogey has it. 10 on the clock, 3 on the way. Bogdanovich hits it from right in front of Elston Turner in the Kings bench. And I saw Brian Gates. They kind of look back over his shoulder like, wow, did you see that? Kings now have their biggest lead of the ball game on that wild sequence. Bogdanovich makes it 36-24. to 24. The Kings on a 13-3 push. Turnovers in this one, 5 by Indiana, 4 by Sacramento. What a contrast to last Saturday night when turnovers were king. Willie Cauley-Stein with a dramatic two-hand throwdown. Great screen and roll execution. The feed came from De'Aaron Fox. The fourth assist for Fox. Heald, who's made three triples, trying to free up, shoot another one. He does. It's missed. Stick back. Coming baseline right. Oh, my goodness. Troy Williams came out of nowhere, and that brought everybody up off the Kings bench across the way. That was superb. Fox says, Costa, go away. I want to go one-on-one on Collison. Oh, great crossover move. Protects the ball in the paint. Misses the shot. Got creased in the face. Here comes Collison to beat the buzzer. A pull-up two is good at the horn. Pacers lead it 54-52 at the half. Now Justin Jackson will go for a wing three in the far side, and he's two for two in the last couple of possessions. So after missing 15 straight threes, the Kings have hit two in a row. We're back to a three-point game. It's 81-78. Entry pass to Marvin Bagley now. Isolated on the right side. Dig back on Young. Up and under move, and the ball stripped out of his hand. But Marvin battles. Saves it in front of the Pacer bench. One on the clock. Here's a desperate three released. And scored by Justin Jackson. Great clock recognition. That gets the bench up howling as Jackson has hit three consecutive three-pointers. Here's McDermott trying to answer back, and he does on the left wing. 87-83 Indiana, four minutes into the quarter. McDermott gets it back, makes a baseline cut, drives, spins up a shot, no good on the twister. Battle for the rebound. Sabonis outmuscles Justin Jackson, and another second chance at scoring for Indiana. Corey Joseph drives, shovels it off to Young. He's fouled. He scores. Things are not going well for the Sacramento Kings right now in Indianapolis. A little over five minutes to go. Fox drives, loses the ball. Here come the Pacers. They've got numbers. Touch pass, return pass. Young scores, fouled again. Double-digit lead. Pacer fans rejoicing. They have taken control of this ball game. Absolutely no doubt about it. Fox with 10 on the clock. Runs into traffic, defended well to Bielitsa. Belly has the ball stripped out of his hands by Corey Joseph. Lead out pass, grabbed by Boyan Bogdanovich. This ball game is all but over. Breakaway basket makes it 99-85. The gritty determination of Nate McMillan's Indiana Pacers has really come to the front here over the last three to four minutes of this fourth quarter. 1.6 is the determination. Giles with the inbounds to Mason, fakes the shot, 
And uh, Collison jumps over him and then comes over to congratulate him. Indiana gets revenge. Kings were a one-point winner in Sacramento last Saturday night. Tonight they end up on the short end of the tally, 107-97. to 97. Like I said, the Indiana Pacers were just not going to lose to the Sacramento Kings twice in a row. They were determined, regardless of the fact that they had Victor Oladipo or not, they knew they were one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. They expected to be a playoff team in the Eastern Conference, and they uh, they would have taken a second loss just as personal as they took the first loss in Sacramento. They should have, or they believe they should have won that game, and they allowed the Kings to steal it from them on that tip slam by Willie Cauley-Stein. And especially in the second half of this one, they weren't going to allow that to happen again. want to talk about a few things from this game. First and foremost, the first half for the Kings was very good because of Buddy Heald. He had another 20-point performance, 20 points in 32 minutes. De'Aaron Fox, after his 30-12 and 12 game, provided 18-6. and 6. He looked a little bit sluggish and a little bit slow following that battle with Sexton, Willie Cauley-Stein, 14 points, 9 rebounds in 31 minutes. I know fans were frustrated with some of his defensive effort with the ability of the Pacers to get to the rim. They did that a lot against the Kings in Sacramento as well, so they're just a, a, a tough matchup for the Kings to handle. I want to talk about Justin Jackson, though, because he really caught fire from three-point range. Speaking of three-point range, that was the difference in this game for the Sacramento Kings. They missed a consecutive 15 or 16 straight three-pointers in this game. They tried to live and die by the three-point ball, and normally that works out for the Kings as they're one of the best teams in terms of three-point shooting percentage this season. But it just, nothing was falling in Indiana, and that's what allowed the Pacers to really climb their way back in. The Kings enjoyed a, a 12-point lead early on, outscored the Pacers 31-24 to in the uh, first quarter. It was low scoring in the third quarter. Kings scored 18, Pacers only scoring 19, but the Pacers really created their separation in the final frame, outscoring the Kings 34-27. Uh, to There you heard the back-to-back -back and ones. Uh, from Thaddeus Young. He finished with 20 points, a team-high 20 points for the Indiana Pacers in 38 minutes. Another good game for Boyan Bogdanovich, 18 points and uh, four rebounds, two assists in 28 minutes. Darren Collison hit that halftime buzzer beater to tie the game up going into the break. He finished with 14 points and certainly uh, made up for his uh, three turnovers late against the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. Devontis Sabonis, who really struggled to get anything going against Costa Cufos in Sacramento, turned in a nice 14 points off the bench, including a couple really clutch buckets. And speaking of clutch buckets, Doug McDermott was huge uh, with a pair of three balls in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, to really halt some kind of Kings momentum and the, and the Kings runs that they were really trying to put together. But I want to talk about Justin Jackson really quick because Justin Jackson was the one who broke the uh, three-point drought for the Sacramento Kings, hit a, a couple back-to-back -back three balls, including a very difficult shot clock buzzer beater corner three. Justin Jackson's been playing so much better as of late. And I know myself, many Sacramento Kings fans, uh, members of the media, I've been pretty hard on Justin Jackson because of his inconsistent shot. He's him looking lost, lack of confidence. He's really turned it around, and in the past seven, eight games or so, he's been shooting lights out. Nearly 50% from three-point range, over 40% from the field. He's finally discovering his niche and his role, and he played 25 minutes, which is a little much, uh, I will admit. Uh, but if he can provide 11 points off the bench on a nightly basis and shoot well, and his defense has also been great also, I'll talk about that in just a second, Justin Jackson has a spot in this rotation on this team as long as he does provide those quality minutes off the bench. Now, defensively, 
he's also been a part of every single good defensive lineup statistically that the Kings have had so far this season. His defense is not phenomenal by any means. It's not Iman Shumpert's level or, or beyond that, but he does a good job for the most part staying in front of defenders. He actually is the right size for the small forward position, something that Iman Shumpert and Bogdan Bogdanovich can't say, and that makes a big difference or plays a big difference uh, when he is on the floor, and you can actually tangibly see that. That's why Dave Yeager has leaned on him for so many minutes so far early on this season. Offensively now, he's providing enough of a spark uh, to really to really help you out. The one area that he could still improve on, uh, rebounds and assists. He only had one rebound and one assist in 25 minutes, so he could do a little bit more of the other things other than scoring because on the offensive end of the floor, if he's not scoring the basketball, it's really 4v5 for a lot of the time, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic with what Justin Jackson has been providing over these most recent games. I think that's his ceiling. I think that's that best case scenario is for him to be a 10 to 15 point volume score off the bench on any given night. So Justin Jackson been playing well. He deserves uh, some credit and recognition for that. And the Kings are going to be looking for more production from him and the team as a whole as they wrap up this road trip, a four game road trip. They finish it against the Chicago Bulls. Good opportunity tomorrow or tonight, excuse me, to go three and one on the trip. The Chicago Bulls have been an absolute mess as of late, and that's one of my concerns heading into this game. Normally, the Kings would uh, be relishing at the opportunity to play a team that's in such disarray as the Chicago Bulls are. Frustrations between players and front office and coaching staff, uh, the hiring and firing of of new coaches. Uh, They called a players-only meeting that then team coaches and officials were saying, no, the team called the players-only or the meeting, so it wasn't players-only, but then the players come out and contradict that, Saying, yes, it was players only. Things are all over the place and all sorts of disarray in Chicago right now. Bulls fans are not happy because the Chicago Bulls were just blown out by, I think, 53 points at home. So because they were just embarrassed at home and because all this disarray is happening, for some reason in professional sports and in the NBA, teams usually bounce back nicely from getting their ass kicked like that. So, I'm a little concerned for the Sacramento Kings in this in this game. The Kings cannot take this team lightly. I don't think they will. They have to recognize that this team is desperate for wins. Their back is against the wall. They're pretty much at rock bottom or close to it. So, they're not going to be really... Uh, there's not much worse that the Kings can really do to this team following a 53-point loss. So, the Sacramento Kings have to be aware of the environment that they're heading into, the frustration and anger and... Even though there may be a maybe a team of a bunch of individuals playing for themselves, there still is a lot of individual talent on this team, including Laurie Markkinen, uh, which as a a stretch for a Ryan Anderson type player, an improved Ryan Anderson type player, really, uh, he can kill the Sacramento Kings from the perimeter. So the Kings have to be aware of that. Chris Dunn is also there as well, playing decently. Jabari Parker. There are pieces on this Chicago Bulls team. Oh, Zach Levine, of course. Uh, the uh, the volume score Zach Levine that the Kings tried to pursue uh, in free agency this year. He's there as well. So this team can score, and they can put up a lot of points, especially against a bad defensive team, which we know the Kings are. However, the Kings can score themselves. They're looking to end this road trip 3-1. and one. Going 2-2 two and two on any four-game road trip is good. I mean, you always want to go 500 on the road, but based off of the quality of opponents they've been playing and the, where the Sacramento Kings are at and where the Chicago Bulls are at, I can guarantee you the Kings will be disappointed if they do not head home 3-1 and one after this four-game trip. That also... Uh, 
it, it plays a big part, or, or the reason why they want to get this win, it matters a lot towards the future and the stretch of games that they're coming up to. A 13-game stretch, a brutal 13-game stretch. Now, the month of December was certainly easier than the month of November, but at least, or at least early on. Now it gets tough again as we exit December, or going through the back half of December into January and into the start of 2019. So here comes a 13 brutal game stretch. You can go and look at the Kings schedule right now. I'm not going to share with you those 13 games because we're going to break that down and talk about that more in uh, tomorrow's podcast. Um, But a win tonight for the Sacramento Kings is certainly expected. I'm looking for another good performance from De'Aaron Fox. I think Either Buddy Heald or Iman Shumpert are going to have their hands full uh, trying to deal with Zach Levine. I expect uh, Iman Shumpert will probably get the majority of the minutes guarding Levine, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, I'm looking for Willie Cauley-Stein to really do a good job protecting the rim in this game because we know uh, that with the athleticism of this Bulls team, they're going to be trying to attack the paint and get to the paint really at will. And that's going to provide a lot of opportunity for Willie Cauley-Stein to. He doesn't have to block a lot of shots. He doesn't have to rim protect like DeAndre Jordan. But just establish yourself. Be a presence down there. And at least change shots or make shots a little bit more difficult for Levine and Dunn as they attack the basket. But that being said, I'm also looking at the perimeter defense of the Sacramento Kings to hold true and hold steady. De'Aaron Fox, I think, did a fantastic job guarding Colin Sexton as he recognized that the two were dueling and going at one another. De'Aaron Fox rose up to the challenge and picked up uh, Sexton all 90 feet, was making things very difficult for him in terms of just dribbling the ball comfortably, taking precious seconds off of the shot clock by just being a bug and just frustrating players. I can see De'Aaron Fox trying to do that for Chris Dunn. Dunn is also a capable defensive guard as well. Uh, So he's going to body up Fox and and, and push Fox around a little bit. So it might be a tough test for Fox, who's going to be trying to to get to the hole. Uh, Buddy Heald continues to score. I mean, 20 points off of uh, or for in the starting lineup in this most recent loss to the Pacers. Kings are going to need uh, his scoring output. And then I'm also looking at Nemanja Bialica, who, who has been ups and downs. It's been the ebbs and flows of a season for Nemanja Bialica. And the floor spacing has gotten a little bit worse recently uh, with Bialica cheating in and uh, not standing in the corner or standing on the wing. Uh, I would like to see him get back to doing that to open up the floor space for both Willie Collinstein uh, and De'Aaron Fox. Bogdan, or uh, excuse me, Marvin Bagley is looking for a big bounce back performance here tonight as well. He got into a lot of foul trouble, picked up, I think, five fouls in six or seven minutes of action against the Pacers. So look for a big bounce back game from him. Uh, I would expect him to be getting involved, especially on the offensive end of the floor. I've been very pleased uh, with what I've been seeing from his offensive game. Defensively, he also could be used as a nice anchor in the paint as well to try and block and send shots back uh, from this athletic Chicago Bulls team. So really the moral of this game or the moral of this story heading into tonight's matchup with the Bulls is do not take this team lightly because they're pretty much at rock bottom. Their back's against the wall, and that's probably where they're at their most dangerous. They just came off of an embarrassing 53-point loss, so I guarantee you that will not happen again uh, but the Kings still can comfortably win this game and control this game from the get-go I've really liked how the Kings have controlled the pace of play and have controlled uh, really the scoring and offensive output in the beginning of games or to start games 
consistently over this season. If they can do that and build up a nice, comfortable lead against Chicago, then I'm looking to the bench. Then I'm looking to Bogdan Bogdanovich, Frank Mason, and company uh, to really just do what they can to hold on to that lead, keep it consistent so that the starters uh, can get their rest, then come back in and really put the game away. I expect to win here tonight. I expect the Kings to come home 3-1 and one after this four-game trip, which would be absolutely fantastic, and they certainly need to do so if they want to uh, to have as much momentum as they can going into a very, very tough 13-game stretch. It starts with the Minnesota Timberwolves in town here on Wednesday night, and then the Golden State Warriors are in town this week as well. So we have a lot, a lot to talk about and a lot for you to look forward to here on the Locked on Kings podcast and the Locked on Podcast Network here for the remainder of of this week. So I hope you look forward to that and everything. Going to have a guest for you on Wednesday as well. At least I'm working on it. So hopefully you will enjoy that as well. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. If you want to be a part of the show, join the conversation, anything like that, you know where to reach me at MadGeorgeKHDK on Twitter or MGeorge at SackLocalMedia.com. If you're new to the Locked on Podcast Network, welcome. Check out the rest of the Locked on Podcast Network. We have Locked on NBA, Locked on Fantasy Basketball, Locked on MLB, Locked on NFL. Uh, If you call yourself a sports fan, this is really the right place for you. Also, if you're new, share this with your friends or if you could head over to the uh, to our iTunes page or to wherever you listen to this uh, this podcast uh, and leave a quick review that helps us out a lot, uh, really more than anything else that you could possibly do. So please do that. Uh, that would certainly help us get better and improve as we go on. Until tomorrow, my name is Matt George. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.